Jackson is back. We have seen our share of miracles in Eagles Giants games. Dallas Cowboys are going to take us for granted. We'll whip their ass. Looks like they're going to score. Romo, Marion Barber, inside the five. Dawkins with another hit. Hoselio Hanson. He could go all the way. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the Bird's Nest Podcast, Powered by Unfiltered Media. And it's an interesting week for us Eagles fans. It's bye week right now. We're sitting at six and seven with the opportunity to make the playoffs. And I want to thank you, the listeners, for still keeping up with us. I know it's a, it's a, it's been a long hiatus, you know, stuff got busy. I mean, it's life stuff happens. Yeah. But it feels good to be back. Facts, facts. And I also want to give a big shout to our listeners too, because we finally made it past a hundred listeners, Mark, even though we weren't doing no podcast for a while, y'all still supported. So appreciate appreciate it. it. Big appreciation. So with us coming back, man, a lot of stuff has happened in these past few weeks. A lot of stuff. And I don't even know where to begin at this point, honestly. <laughs> um, well, let's, let's, let's get into it. So the last, the last two weeks have been, you can go from extremely low to a mediocre high. And it shows with this team, you know, constantly through, through the season. You know, going into the Giants game, I had no doubt in, in my, you know, in my heart that they were going to lose that game. Mm-hmm. And then for them to play the way that, you know, they, that they did was just, um, I'm still sick to my stomach over that game. That game still leaves a really bad taste in my mouth. Um, and then they played the Jets. And then, you know, it's like, yeah, we beat the Jets. Cool. But it's like, okay, we're going into a bye week. And now it's like do or die for the rest of the season, you know? Mm. Every game's a must win from here on. Um, I don't care what happens Sunday with the Cowboys or Washington. I know if the, if the Cowboys win, it helps us. But at this point, it's more of a fact that we got to worry about ourselves, um, which is going to be, you know, it's going to be really interesting these last couple of games. It's going to get to the point where, how does Jalen Hurts respond to a bad game? How is he going to respond to, you know, having the pressure of knowing that these games are so important mm-hmm. that, you know, you know, it's win or win and get in, or if you don't win, you're not getting in. Um, and I think, I think they, I think the coaching staff, it's important for the coaching staff. I would love to see this coaching staff, get into the playoffs and have that first year, you know, experience under their belt going into next year, being in the playoffs and having that, you know, having that experience of being in the playoffs and stuff like that. Um, But, you know, the Jalen, the Jalen thing is going to be a conversation that we talk about for the rest of the year. And it's going to be talked about, it's probably going to be talked about until, until draft time, you know, it's, it's something that's going to be talked about every day. Every time the, the Eagles are brought up, it's going to be talked about. And 
you know, somebody made, you know, Doug did make a good point during his podcast. Yeah, you can treat this like his rookie year, which I do agree. I think this is more like his rookie year than it is a second year quarter. Yes, he's been in the league for two years, but, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I would like to see what, what it would look like next year with, you know, true talent around him, you know, using all three of those draft picks and putting the talent around him. Um, but that's where I'm at right now with, you know, with the birds. Me, me and you kind of went back and forth all year yeah. about the conversation with Jalen Hurts. And one thing I will admit is that the Giants game, that was the worst I ever seen him play. But at the same time, if we're treating Hurts like a rookie, we're going to have some games like this, or we needed a game like this because he's been steady throughout the entire time. You could say the Cowboys games was a, was a slump. You could say Carolina was a slump, but truly the, the sky literally came falling down during that Giants game. And he was making some terrible decisions out there. While I do believe in hurts, that's something he definitely has to improve on. And it was really a simple scheme that the Giants written up for him. Like they had a slump in the entire game. They were running cover three a lot. Like they would, it was a very simple game plan for Hurst to beat, but I feel like he just overthought a lot of sit, a lot of stuff, and mostly for QBs, it's a common mistake. Yeah, I think I think it goes back to the pressure of him knowing that it was like, all right, well, it's starting to get to playoff time, and I think I think if you look throughout this entire season, every big pressure game that we've gotten to, he's kind of folded. Um, the Cowboys game was the first prime time game he ever played; he folded. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the I'm trying to think of what game was it? The Tampa game. You know, he didn't play great, but he, you know, if it I was can... prime time, it was prime time again. Didn't come through in that game. The Giants game, his his second division game, he folded. So is it the pressure that's getting to him in his head? And that's what's causing him to have these bad games, or is it the fact that he's just a rookie and these bad games are going to happen no matter what? I wouldn't necessarily call it pressure because if you look back at that Tampa Bay game, we were making a run on him, but the only thing that stopped us was a stupid taunting call. And if we would have run that game, we would have yeah. the hero. So it's kind of you could flip a coin on that and just to see, but really it's because of Jalen Hurts just learning learning his progression, just learning how to be an NFL quarterback. And one thing that yeah. I've thought about for these past few weeks is Jalen Hurts has never had a legit system to learn two-plus years under. Correct. Alabama, won a championship, then got benched by two and left. He went to the Lincoln Riley system in Oklahoma, one year and left. Then he went to Doug Peterson system, he left, and now it's Nick Sirianni system. So he never really had a full two years to just settle in and learn the scheme. So it's partially some of that. But I could also agree with you to where there are some throws that he should make. You know, there are some, you know, some reads that he should definitely, definitely take advantage of. But it's just all about being a young QB, to be honest. And there's a lot of and there's a lot of throws that it's it's also to the point where what gets me is that, you know, when you watch, if you go back to the Giants game on the last two plays. The one where Rager dropped, uh, not the Hail Mary, the one where Rager dropped down the sideline, he had Quez Watkins wide open. You know, the Hail Mary, he had Devontae Smith wide open. 
and he's just not seeing it. And see about the Devonta, been... about the Devontae Smith thing. I'm I probably have a contrarian argument to this. I saw the safety sliding over the top. So if he would have thrown into Smith, it would have been a tough catch to make. If you put it there earlier, though, if you put it there earlier, yeah, I I think I don't know if he scores, but I think if you threw it there a little bit earlier, it, it, he's definitely getting close enough to score. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. This you're, it was it, it would have been a tough catch to you know to make. But but again, was Rager the right call? On that was regular the right throw on that. You you have to put the ball in somebody else's hands that you know that might make a play. You don't put it in the person's hands where this the kid hasn't made a play all year. Mm-hmm. You know, going I think going back to the Atlanta game, that was the best play he's made all year. Right. So you know it, it's it's a shame because you know again we sit here and I hate looking at you know. I get these things on Twitter, the top receivers in the league and Justin Jefferson's number two. And, you know, (laughs) Justin Jefferson goes off and, and it just irritates me. Like, oh man, like how is it possible that somebody looked past Justin Jefferson and said, you know what, we're going to take Jalen Rager instead. So remember, remember the arguments. He's not a slot receiver. He's going to call yeah. the middle. We heard a bunch of BS excuses for that. And yeah. Yeah, now we got to lay in it. You know, it just, but you know what, you know what Peterson brought up a good point about in his, in that interview he did with John Clark. Um, Mac, look at, look at Matt, Matt Collins right now. He he's, he's making plays for the dolphins, mm. you know, and Nelson Aguilar is a decent receiver in the league at this point in time in his career. So, it just I don't depends know, maybe, what system you win, to be honest. Yeah, maybe it's just we can't develop receivers. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what it is. I really don't. I mean, you could you could say that, but then I'll mention guys like Travis Fulgham. Or I'll mention – dang, I, his, his name is on my mind, but I can't bring it out on my lips. But we have, a sprink, we have a sprinkle of guys in our organization that have panned out. But at the end of the day, if you look at some big-name talents that we passed on, that just makes the typical fan even more sick. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know what? You know what surprised me a little bit. I'm surprised they haven't called up John Hightower from the practice squad just to get him some reps. Um, I would like to see him in the lineup a little bit. Over take some take some snaps away from Rager, um, mm-hmm. just just to see what he can do. You know, you drafted him in the fourth round. You know, just to see. I don't I don't see why there would be a reason to have him not on the active and then have jj on the i mean i understand that jj is a a good blocker and you know (laughs) that's pretty much all he's used for is blocking um and supposedly special teams but at the end of the day a wide receiver is supposed to go out there and catch you know balls um so i am surprised they haven't called john hightower up at all this this year to play um which you know we, we might see if Rager continues to and even on the even on the punt returns, man, and on the kick returns, I mean that one kick return where you let it drop and it lands on the two yard line, like, what what are you doing? Like, are you are you mentally there? Exactly. And, you can't if you can't just if you can't hedge punt returns, then something's definitely got to be up. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But you know, back to the Herb thing, it, 
you know, listen, I, I'm all down for giving Jalen Hurts another season in this, you know, especially under Sirianni, because I actually do like this offense. I think this offense, I think Sirianni has gotten, you know, used to the NFL. He's gotten used to making plays, you know, um, I think he's actually become a, a really good offensive head coach. And I think though you have an opportunity next year where, Hey, there might be a chance you can get Russell Wilson or, Hey, there might be a chance that you can get a top five, top 10 quarterback. And do you want to blow that chance of passing on Russell Wilson again, you know, to see if Jalen hurts is the guy, but you know, but here's my argument That's, towards that, though. What makes us an attractive landing spot for Russell Wilson? Well, he's already put it out there. I, I mean, Schefter's already reported that, you know, he, Wilson does have a no-trade clause. One of the teams that he did put on the the willing to be traded to is the Eagles. Um, I, think, I think Wilson would love to play for the Eagles. You know, he wanted to get drafted by the Eagles in 2012. Uh, that's well known. The Eagles passed over him. Uh, I think I think he would love to play for for Philly. I think he, the fans would love to have him, and he's never played behind an offensive line like he would if he came to Philadelphia. Um, I don't even think you know the weapons that we have next going into next year with Goddard Smith. You know, I I still believe Quez Watkins is underused. I think I think Quez Watkins could be a great receiver if he could just get the ball more. Um, mm. And, you know, the running back situation is going to get figured out. Miles, Miles Sanders kind of looks like he doesn't work in this offensive scheme. It's It looks like it's more of a north and south running scheme that they're trying to run. And he's more of an east to west kind of guy. But um, he had a good game against the Jets, which, you know, I, I will give him his props. But there are moments where – you know, you would say, oh, if that was Jordan Howard there, we're picking up nine to 10 yards, you know? Exactly. Um, so. And I'm kind of glad you mentioned that too, because Jordan Howard has been looking a lot more impressive than Miles Sanders has all year. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We've been complaining for him to get elevated from the practice squad all this time. And once he finally yeah, we, were, we talked pitch, about it at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah. So, like Miles Sanders, he, I definitely want to keep giving faith in Booby. But there's some crucial mistakes that he makes that a regular running back shouldn't make. Like, you know, fumbling near the two-yard line. I know you remember that one. You can argue that is his first game back, but as a running back, he should have the ball secure at all times. Yeah. And there's sometimes that he just want to be shifting instead of just running north-south, like you said. Like, it's it's some little mistakes that he He's makes. He's looking for the home run hit every single time where it's, you know, mm-hmm. what pick up the five to six yards instead of trying to look for the home run, which – you know, it's good to have that kind of running back on your on your team, mm. but it's gonna it's gonna turn out to be where he may not be a third down back. He may be a one to two down back, and then you have Howard come in and finish the load. But you know, that's that you know, it, it's a shame because I, I love Miles Sanders and I think I think he has a you know a shit ton of potential. It's just the fact that you can't make the mistakes and you have to learn to run north and south. Right. And so, one bet that I, and one bet that kind of surprised me in a different role is Kenneth Gainwell. As a receiver back in the flat, he could definitely make some plays happen. Yeah. yeah. I like the way he runs. I do. Exactly. Uh, yeah. 
I really do like the way he runs. And, I, and you know, even throwing him in the slot a couple times, they, they did that against the Jets where he made a couple good catches. Um, and, and, again, this running back room is full of talent. It's just who do you want on the field to have the ball, you know? Mm-hmm. And once Howard comes back, it's going to be a real awkward situation. But now you got Scott, exactly. Sanders, Howard, Gainwell. That's four backs that could be serviceable. So it's going to be extremely interesting to see how Nick Sirianni use those feature backs because they could be all productive. Exactly. It's exactly. all about poison at this point. You even saw Boston Scott's role took a major hit during the Jets game. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Did he have – did he touch the ball as a running back? Uh, that game? Did he have any carries? Maybe once, once or twice. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't, really it wasn't a major load, right? No, no, oh, no. not at all. And and please, I I'm so tired of people on Twitter with the Minshew thing. Minshew will never be the starting quarterback in Philadelphia. It's never gonna happen. You know, thank please God. Stop. Oh my God, I can't take it. I don't know where these people come from. I don't know where they were born. I don't know if you were dropped on your head as a child. It's Gary, not gonna happen. You realize I was so scared coming into the show that you're going to be on a Minshew train. Oh, me? I was not, I mean, I knew you weren't, but I knew you were searching for another quarterback, and I knew Minshew Please, was dude, No, never in a million years. Okay. I, they kid throws the ball like a duck. Every single ball that came out of that kid's hand looked like it was floating in the air like a duck. He's lucky. First off, he's lucky the first touchdown to Goddard didn't, uh, didn't get picked off. Mm-hmm. And then the second touchdown to Goddard, Goddard still had to come back for the ball. You know, no, I, I'm I'm anti Minshew. I hope he never sees the field again for for a very long time. Um, Man, I've never seen so many Eagle fans excited just because he dressed as a Tom Cruise character, bro. Like I, it was the funniest. Yeah, shit. I didn't get I didn't get that, and, and the whole thing is just weird with the love for him. I, but you know what? A lot of Eagles fans love the backup quarterback. It's always been a thing here. It really has, and I don't understand that. But I mean, listen, Gardner Minshew. I'm telling you right now, there is no quarterback competition. Jalen, if Jalen Hurts was playing on Sunday, the Eagles would have probably put up 50 points on the Jets. Okay, Thank let's you. be real. Thank you. So I agree. Um, yeah, that's that's not that's never going to happen. Um, going into the Washington game, though, which which I'm going to, I'm I'm physically going to be at the link for that game. Mm, I know um, that's definitely exciting. Super. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm super excited for that game because that, that's playoff vibes right there. Um, going into the Washington game, I'm really worried about Jalen and his I, – I need to see him come out and throw the football 30 times and, and at least once this year and go over 200 yards passing. I need to see it happen at least once this year. It's now a- they're gonna run. They're gonna stick to the running game. I get that. That that's what works for them, and that's what makes them successful. Mm-hmm. But at one point, there is going to become. There's going to come a time where he's gonna have to throw the ball for thirty times, and he's gonna have to be successful throwing the ball. It's gonna have to be one of these games. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I I would love it. I would love it if next Sunday he came out and they threw the ball thirty times and he went. 22 of 30 for 250 and two touchdowns you know Mm. that's that's something that i want to see out of him that's something that i need to to get my 
my mind over the hump of, okay, yes, this kid can be a starting quarterback for this team. I don't, I, I don't care how many rushing yards he has. Mm. It, it, I don't care about that. Because at the end of the day, guess what? You're going to have to throw the ball to win the game. It, it, it was shown, it, you know, it was shown, that, listen, running the ball, of course, running the ball is going to win you a lot of games. But there are going to become games where you are going to have to throw the ball. And if the kid can't throw, it's going to be an issue. I understand that, but people underrate how important the rushing game was to us during this year. We averaged at least 25 points a game, the most we had since 2017. And that's mostly because – Of course. No, I agree with you. I I love the the fact that we can run the ball. And I I, I, I I agree with you, though. He does need to throw the ball. I agree with you. But we can't – we can't just, you know, mitigate how important the rushing game is. If he has a game where he only throws, you know, like 20 times and has, and has over 75 rushing, I'm cool with that because we're playing a Jalen Hurts' strength. I mean, he's not ready to be a, a strict pocket passer yet. I mean, Lamar wasn't when he first came in. Russell wasn't when he first came in. I mean, there's a lot of things that he has to develop on in that regard. So if we just – I think I think I would compare him more to a, a younger version of Russell. Mm-hmm. Then Lamar. Um, the only thing is, is that I think Russell. Well, I I know Russell has a stronger arm than Jalen, which which concerns me. Which I I didn't see that in college from Jalen. He didn't have a weak arm in college, from what I remember, from watching him in college. I don't remember him not being able to throw the ball deep, and. There's been plays this year where he's shown the ability to throw the ball deep down the field, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's like, I don't don't understand. Maybe he's hesitant to do it. I'm just, I'm confused by that whole, that whole situation. I don't necessarily think it's a weak arm. It's mostly an inconsistent arm because there were some certain, like you said, certain times during the year where you threw bombs, like the San Francisco game, Denver. I mean, there's plenty of games where we had that, but he just got to realize when to let it go and when to not let it go. Yeah, yeah, Here's yeah. All that is because he could, like, I, I want to see him overthrow some passes sometimes, not underthrow it, you know, because I know he's able to put the ball in the money, but he just got to read through progressions and make sure he sees what's actually there, what's actually open. But it's there's, all there, there's one more thing that he does that kind of that kind of irritates me when he's in the pocket. And he's and he's gonna run. He he does like this hesitation thing where he's trying to keep the play alive, throwing it, but he's already decided in his head that he's gonna run. So he'll like do like a hesitation move and then run. Like if you're gonna run, run. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. yes, you can obviously keep your eyes down the field, and if something comes open, then you could throw the ball. But there's plays where you could tell he's already decided that he's going to take off and he'll hesitate and then he'll run, you know, and then there's runs where he's running and it doesn't look like he's running at full speed, which is another thing that I like confuses me with his, with his game. You know, he does, he does certain things that I, I don't necessarily like, but again, you know, you can't, you can't really ride the kid. The kid's kind of had a, a, a really good season, you know, for what it is. Exactly. And that one thing you mentioned, I literally seen Patrick Mahomes do that for the past couple of games. 
especially early in the year where he just hesitates where he, if, if he wants to run or makes a big yeah. play. He doesn't even read his intermediate routes. Like, here's a lot of stuff I've seen Patrick Mahomes do the exact same way. So, yeah, it's yeah. really just about reading through the progressions and knowing what type of defense you're dealing with. Because even he said during that Super Bowl run, he was still learning how to read the defense. He could still yeah. see some of that this year. So, yeah. it's really – it's something that he will improve on. He just got to improve his instincts, his pocket awareness. That's really all it comes down to. Doug even said it in the podcast where you have to, you know, you have to understand that every single game is a new game for him. Every single game is a new defense for him. Every team's going to draw up a new defense that he hasn't seen before, Mm. you know? So there is room to where you're like, okay, this kid is still young. He does still have to grow, but I need one game this year, Wilson, where he is dominant with his arm for me to be sold. You don't think the Denver game was dominant? I think I think it would have I think it would have been dominant if they stuck with the passing, but they didn't have to because the the running game was just working so well. Right. You know, that was the game where I was like, oh my God, here they come. They're gonna come out throwing, they're gonna come out throwing, they're gonna come out throwing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it just never happened. Um, so it was, you know, it's it's a strange thing, man. It really is strange. And I hope, you know, I hope they can figure it out. And also one other thing I want to touch on, too. We finally have Hurts' accumulated stats through 16 games. And I'm looking at it right now. He has over 3,500 passing yards, over 1,000 rushing. 31 total touchdowns and 11 interceptions. If we compare that to Carson Wentz's rookie year, who would you take? Because I understand the whole vibe that the Jalen Hurts feeling. Yeah, Jalen Hurts. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I would take Jalen Hurts. I I mean, and and you see what Carson's doing in Indy right now. And I, I, I give him props, but at the same time, it's like, I, I think he needed a change of scenery. I think there was no way if he would have came back to Philly, he would be playing the way that he's playing now in Indy. And and he's still making major mistakes. He lost that game two games ago where he threw the, the pick six, you know. Um, so, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, uh, yeah. So he, he's yeah. still making major mistakes. So for all the people like, oh, I wish we still had Carson. No, you, you don't wish we still had Carson. You're it's, just looking it's a for it. It's a double-edged sword at that point. Exactly. Honestly. Exactly. Because if you look at that 2017 season, he had Frank Wright beside him. And why would you not go back to the place that was working the best for you? So it yeah. was, I couldn't blame him from leaving Philadelphia. No, no. I, I, I mean, at all. the relationship was obviously strained. Um, I truly believe they did draft Jalen to be a backup. I don't think they drafted Jalen to be the, the the franchise quarterback. I don't think that was the the thought process behind it. But in Carson's head, you know, it was okay. They're trying to replace me, and that's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Especially you in know. the second round, which is a still an early pick. So yeah, yeah. From the jump, exactly. But exactly. Going forward to this upcoming draft, there's been a lot of rumors of Philadelphia being linked to Kenny Pickett. And I'm honestly, no. I'm honestly kind of scared that Howie's going to be stupid enough to pick him. I, I don't see, I don't see that happening. I don't, 
if I I can see them trading one or two of their first round picks to gather more value in the years in the in next the year after draft. Mm-hmm. Um but I don't see I don't see them drafting a quarterback in the first round. If they are gonna if they are gonna if there is gonna be a different quarterback next year not named Jalen Hurts, it's either gonna be a Russell Wilson, a Deshaun Watson, which I don't know what the situation is with Deshaun Watson at this point. Um, I don't want him on my team just because of the personal things. Um, but it's gonna be somebody who's who's already in the league. I don't see it being a drafted quarterback. Yeah, I don't see it either. But God dog it. Do you know how many Eagles fans I've seen on Twitter literally creaming themselves over him doing a fake slot? <laughs> it was the funniest, funniest discourse I ever seen. But hopefully, hopefully we still have Jalen for another year. And especially with those three draft picks, we have a real chance to develop a young QB right and put the right pieces around him, especially on defense. Cause yeah, if you go, I mean, if you go defensive heavy next year, you're you're going to be a, a real team to reckon with, especially if, especially especially if Jalen can progress next year throwing, mm-hmm. then you're going to have a really serious team next year. Exactly. Um, I think. Listen, I think this team can make the playoffs this year. I really do. I think it, I I think they can beat Washington. Um, I don't know why all of a sudden Taylor Heineke is, Joe, you know, Joe Montana. Um, I will you know, say he, has, that he impressed the hell out of me in that Tampa Bay game. I'm not even going to lie to you. He surprised yeah, me. <laughs> you know, yeah, which I don't know how that's happened overnight. Um, but there there will be a fall from grace. That I can guarantee you. Um, you it's know, a big, you got, the big question I have, though, is going into playoffs, if we actually make it, how are we going to do? I think you're going to be one and done. But so knowing that, do we really want to make the playoffs or? You want yes. To- yeah, yeah. I want the experience. I want the experience. I want the experience for the coaching staff, and I want the experience for Hertz if he's going to be the quarterback next year. If if they've if they've made it up in their mind that Hertz is not the quarterback next year, then no, I don't. I, I, I don't want to be in the playoffs. But if they're like, yeah, you know what? Jalen's going to be our quarterback next year. Then, yes, I, I would want us in the playoffs. But to play devil's advocate, if we make the wild card, we got to face off against possibly the Rams, the Cardinals, Green Bay possibly. And it might could it, – it could get ugly, to be completely honest. So, if you – do you really think it would be comfortable as a fan base or a franchise to be put in that situation to where Jalen Hurts might make some crucial? No. Hey, listen, a hundred times, yes, a hundred times out of ten, I'm always going to take being in the playoffs than not being in the playoffs. I would never want not to be in the playoffs. I don't care. You know, there's always a fighter's chance, and it's always it's any given Sunday, and that is football. Um, I would never want to choose not being in the playoffs over. You know, uh, not, you know, I would rather always choose being in the playoffs than not being in the playoffs. Absolutely. Fair. That's fair. Yeah. And I don't believe in tanking, especially in football. I know they did it last year. um, But that left a, that left a nasty feeling in my stomach last year (laughs) as well. And, uh, you know, I just didn't like how the year ended last year. I don't think, 
first off, I don't think they're going to tank this year if that's if that's what we're getting at. No, I don't. Oh, no, 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 no. We're past, we're past that at this point. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they're tanking. And if they play a hundred percent and Jalen is what he is, then I think I think this team has a chance to win the rest of the games on the schedule, and I think they have a chance to make the playoffs. So with that being said, what would you? What would it be your best case scenario going into playoffs? Like, what would you? Like, what would be a re- realistic dream scenario for the Philadelphia Eagles? A realistic dream for me would to be would be making the playoffs, mm. competing to the point where we almost win the wild card game, mm. and if we lose, then but it's competitive. I'm very happy, and if we win, I'm extremely happy, and mm. we go from there. And that's and at that point, that's going to all come down to matches because, like I said before, yeah. LA out there, you know, Green Bay, Tampa Bay. I don't, I don't see what team that we could be matched up against that could be favorable. Honestly, you know what, LA, LA kind of looks, LA kind of looks shady, and, and this is this is Stafford. This is the Matthew Stafford that I know. When it comes to playoff time, he he starts to get shaky. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they are a dangerous team, you know, no matter how you look at them. And McVay, obviously, um, who I hate. I have I have the most hate for Sean McVay. Oh, um, yeah. But, yeah, like you said, Green Bay, the Rams. I, I definitely don't want to see the Cardinals. Um, I, I don't know who the – you know, again – I really don't know who they would match up well with. I really don't know what team they would match up well with in the, in the NFC. Mm-hmm. You would have to try to get lucky and maybe get, you know, who's the fifth? Who who holds the the, the six and seven right now? Um, I believe it's Minnesota and San Francisco. Okay, so they would play one. They would play one and two. Okay, so. Like it's, it's yeah, I mean, it's kind of tough yeah. to look at. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know who. I don't know who would be a favorable matchup for them. I really don't. You know, but hey, man, again, it's it's any given Sunday, and when you get in the playoffs, it's a completely different game. It's a completely different game, you know, and that's where I believe the running game's really going to come into play. Mm-hmm. Is if they do get into the playoffs and they can run the ball like they have been. That's when they become dangerous. Exactly, and that's you know? what I said before. We can't be mad at the games where Jalen Hurt pulls yeah. short. We only throws thirteen times. If our run game is working, then hey, if it's not broke, don't mess. Exactly. With it. And hey, listen, I'm telling you right now, if 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 I'm a Cowboys fan, and the Eagles do turn it up a little bit going into the playoffs, I wouldn't want to see us. Oh no! Just let, okay. I'm just throwing that out there. Mm-mm. I would I wouldn't want to see us because what they do poorly on defense is stopping the run, okay. Mm-hmm. And early on in the season, we weren't running the ball like we were we are now. So I wouldn't want to see us if I was the Cowboys in the playoffs. I that's that's one team that I would I would rather play the Cowboys in the playoffs than any other team in the playoffs right now. Mm-hmm. And I was just about I was just thinking that too. Like, what if we match yeah. up with the Cowboys again in the playoffs? That would be a hell of a story. I would love to. I would love for them to match up with the Cowboys because I think they could run all over them. Exactly. So, if you got a mediocre offense like Denver putting up thirty points against them, 
Imagine an improved Eagles against them. Like, exactly. I love our odds. Now, who's now? What, what's your dream scenario for the, for this team? <sighs> At first, I mean, to be completely honest with you, my biggest dream scenario for the Eagles is we match up against Tampa Bay in the first round and we beat them. Because if you look at that last game we faced off against them, yes, we started off terribly, but we were starting to make a major run at the end. And like yeah. I said, we were a constant call away from literally winning the game and overtaking them. So I feel like True. if we face off against them again, as depleted as a defense as they are now. So I feel like we could definitely we could definitely punch them in the mouth and take a win. Yeah. Yeah. If we make it past a wild card and go to a division, that'll be a successful season. Oh, for sure. I think I think if you, I mean, listen, if they get in the wild card and, like I said, they they're competitive, and it's a close game and they lose. I still think it's a su- very successful season. Exactly. I mean, we already won. You know? We already won two more games than we did last year, so I'm already chilling on this year. Exactly. Exactly. I just never thought we would have the chance to even be in the playoff line. I just looked at this as a developmental year. Well, I'm going to tell you what, listen, man, this, this game coming up against Washington, this is going to tell you a lot about this football team. It's going to tell you a lot. It's going to be, it's going to be, you know, are they serious? Are they the real deal? You know, do they want to make the playoffs? You know, it, it all depends on how they come out playing against Washington next, next week. Facts. What's your score prediction for that game? I'm going to go 24-21 Eagles. I think it's going to be close, but I, th- I can see the Eagles pulling it out late. I like that. Yeah, with the best kicker in the league right now, Jake Elliott, coming they, in the clutch. And you know what's so funny? <laughs> we wanted him gone a few years ago. I know. And I now know. we <laughs> – I crazy. mean, that kid, that kid's on fire. That kid's on fire. And, and it's a shame. You know, I, I feel like there's going to be a lot of playoff snubs or play, uh, Pro Bowl snubs this year. Um, for the Eagles, I think Lane Johnson's playing out of his mind. Mm. Uh, he deserves to go. I think Mulata deserves to go. Slay deserves to go. Especially Slay. Um, Especially Slay. You know, I think uh, even even um, who uh, the name Dallas, Dallas Goddard could what? Yeah, Goddard Goddard deserves to go. I think. Especially yeah. if he has a good, uh, you know, down the stretch. Um, you know, Cox, I think Cox is going to end up going just because of his name. Mm-hmm. Hargrave definitely deserves to go. Facts. You Big know, facts. so I, but I, I think there's going to be a lot of, and I mean, Kelsey, uh, you don't want this guy to ever retire. No. Uh, he, he's the best center in football. And I was looking at that uh, Doug Peterson podcast too, and he even mentioned the time where he contemplated retiring last year. Yeah, I didn't even yeah. know that. Yep. Yeah, he's been he's been contemplating retirement for the last couple of years, and uh, you know he keeps coming back. And I, I, listen, I really I think I think if they go out and they get like a Russell Wilson type quarterback, and they're like, hey, listen, we're we're going to try and make a push here. Um, I think he comes back. I think he comes back even if Jalen if he shows if Jalen shows like serious improvement in the next couple of weeks, I think he comes back. Yeah. 
You know, now that you mention it, like if we do make a good playoff run or at least win a game, that's even more ammunition for them to come back. Exactly. I mean, listen, if they, if they win a playoff game next year, Jalen Hurts is going to be your quarterback in 2022. So, Thanks. you know, exactly. I mean, we already got the vets backing them. I feel like the organization outside of how we back them, because one thing that made me realize that Jeffrey Lurie likes them. Is that when he went up to him and asked him about the the, the what's my call it the jersey scheme? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one year rental quarterback is gonna go up to our owner and say, "Hey, I want to wear these colors." It might be finicky, but it's a pretty big thing. So I I'm digging the white. Scheme. I love the white and black. Oh yes, definitely. I think that I think that's so much better than the white on green and the white on white. Such a better combination. We just need the Kelly greens back. That's all. One thing I'm praying next for. year, man. Next year it's coming. It's coming. I'm telling you, they're gonna have an alternate next year. Man, I'm I'm actually looking at getting myself a Christmas gift, uh, a Kelly Green jersey. I just don't know the right plug for it. It's like, uh, it's tough to find it. Super tough. Well, however, though. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen. I think uh, in the long run, this team has a good outlook. I think that I think they made it the right choice with Sirianni. I like Sirianni. I think he's going to end up being a good coach. Gannon, their question is still out about Gannon. Um, even though they, they have improved since the Lions game. Um, but there's still questions about Gannon's defense. And there's you know what? Lamont in about Gannon. A lot of big questions. Because as yeah. well as Zach Wilson looked all throughout the year, he was looking way too comfortable with us. Exactly. Way too And it's too much four-man rush. Not enough blitzing, I don't, which is weird because they blitzed heavy against the Saints. Yeah. Um, and I thought maybe something clicked in his head, and then he just completely went away from it. He just saw his Trevor Simeon in back there and just and just yeah. said, less pressure on That's probably good. But we should have had the same approach against Zach Wilson. I mean, that old line is pretty Exactly. Shit. Exactly. Um, you could take yeah. a look at that. But that's really going to be a big thing as far as our playoff run is concerned, because our offense could be amazing. It's just all about our defense. You know? Yeah. That wins championship yep. at the end of the day. So, Gannon definitely got to show me something during the stretch. Because I'm have not they give, they Have they given up 21 since since the Lions? I don't think they've given – they haven't given up 21 points since the Lions game, right, besides the, the garbage points to the Saints? You might be right. I got to look at that. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they've given. Up, I don't think they've given up twenty one since the uh, since the Lions game. Besides, besides the garbage points to the Saints, um, I don't think that they they've given up that. You know, which which shows improvement. And this coaching staff is a young coaching staff. Right. It's the youngest coaching staff in the league. So for them to be doing what they're doing right now, and for Sirianni to to, you know turn make it a complete 360 from what the how the year started to how it's ended you know with the running game i think he's making major improvements facts and i definitely like to see it too like you could tell he's learning yeah so this weekend and going into next weekend big big opportunity yeah man i'm excited i can't i can't wait to be up there I'll be screaming my lungs out. I don't know if we'll be able to do a podcast after that because I might not be able to talk. What but, season? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a fun time, man. And uh, What seats do you have at the game? Huh? What seats do you have at the game? I'm sitting at row 
204, row one. So I'm, I'm a little bit high up, but I got the closer row. So the oh, seat, I, I tell you what, man, the, 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 the <laughs> yo, for everybody who goes to the Eagles games, those, those seats are expensive. Those seats are expensive. And I, and I congratulate you guys for going out and selling out that, that, uh, that stadium every week. Cause those seats are definitely not cheap compared to somebody who lives down here in Florida. The, the price that I paid for those seats, I could be sitting, you know, on the 50 yard line at the Dolphins games. <laughs> oh, wow. So, yeah. Yeah. No, so, over here in Houston, Houston Rocket games are super cheap. I know you could yeah. pay like a thousand just to sit on the floor. So I'm a little, wow. Bit. Like it's a, it's wow. an all time low right now. We suck. Houston. Yeah. No. <laughs> so, but I got, I got decent seats and it's going to, I'm definitely going to take a lot of pictures. We're going to post it up on the, the bird's nest, the bird's nest uh, Twitter page. Mm. and uh big facts uh you know maybe i'll do a little live stream while i'm there during the tailgate We're, we get there nice and early my family gets there nice and early we mm. start tailgating around 7 a.m so we're there from from you know sun up to sundown <laughs> i so, definitely want to try a live stream that because this is definitely quite an experience yeah for sure for sure I, I think me and you talked about it we might do like a 30 minute live stream while i'm there and right. that'll be uh that'll be something that that'll be awesome for our viewers. So you know, I appreciate anybody who's viewing. I think we'll be back. We'll be back for the Washington game, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we definitely yeah. yeah y'all enjoy yeah. this bye week once this episode comes out. Y'all gonna have no Eagles games. To exactly. Got exactly. to the nest. Y'all got yep. to yep. Relax this weekend, enjoy watching football without having to stress, and then get ready to go into the weekend with your with your get your get your Washington asses beat, you know. Um, so, no, nah, definitely. Once a Washington game comes, get your drink, you know, get yep. what you like to enjoy with, like exactly. sit back and relax. Yeah, uh, Gary, man, I appreciate great talking to you, brother. Oh yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, so, and I appreciate you guys listening to the Birds Nest podcast. This is Wilson and Gary, Powerbomb Filter Media, and we will catch you guys next time.